Today's episode is sponsored by Global Specialized Safety Incorporated, globalssinc.com. That's globalssinc.com. Safe by choice, not by chance, for all of your safety needs. Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help for PTS injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. In three, two, one... Today on Colin, we have a man who has written more best-selling books than most people have ever read. A man who is always good. He is literally the second coming of Napoleon Hill. A producer of hit feature films, the founder of the most sought-after business event in the world, known as Secret Knock. A man who has interviewed the most successful people on the planet, a summiteer of Kilimanjaro, the millionaire mentor, the boy from La Jolla, Gregory Scott Reed. Hey, pal. You know, you forgot that we can both grow kind of cool beards and uh, have the same haircut. How much of an intro does the guy need? (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you, my friend. I get a quarter every time you use that one. There you go. Thanks for making the time, Greg. It's been way, way, way too long. I uh, am looking forward to getting my butt down to San Diego once again, once these restrictions lift up. It'll be good to see you. Amen. And when you do, uh, I'll, I'll whoop you a little game of pool around the uh, the billiard table. How's that sound? Oh, it sounds good. It sounds good. And uh, you get a redo at chess. I beat you last time. And I saw those uh, challenges you've been putting out on LinkedIn for, for chess. How's that been going? You know, it's interesting. You you know, I always say you work your strengths and you hire weaknesses. But one of my weaknesses is chess. And I've been playing people on video and in person all around. this because I'm trying to build up my my, my little muscle memory. It, it's not the game itself. It's the thinking process of always thinking ahead, right? Mm. And you're making four or five moves. And the quicker that you can make them in your head, not just on the table, I realize that that's how your brain starts firing. And right now, I've noticed I'm applying it in life and business. I'm seeing things that I never saw before, quicker, faster, and on the spot. Thinking ahead. So the reason I got you on the show, and uh, people are going to be like, whoa, what's this guy have to do with military or first responders? Well, quite a lot, actually. Um, As I was telling you off air, I was diagnosed with PTSD about five years ago, and this is part of my way of giving back as this podcast. So what I can tell I don't know what you know or what you don't know about the injury, Greg, but I can tell you it is one hell of a mountain. And it is a climb that doesn't end. You don't ever actually reach the, reach the summit. At least they haven't figured that one out yet. If, if they get there, then that's great. But um, I couldn't think of anybody better to talk about mindset and overcoming obstacles and challenges. Uh, so let's start there. Uh, when, it, when you hear that there is a huge obstacle in front of somebody, 
What are your first thoughts? Well, I look at the end. Look, first there's a dream, then there's a challenge, and then comes victory. Unfortunately, most people get caught up in the minutia of the challenge. And myself and my friends, what we do is we look at the opportunity at the end of the, uh, the you know, right at the end of the tunnel. So, for example, if I was skiing and I'm on the top of the hill and I want to get to the clubhouse, I know that there's going to be black ice, moguls, snowboarders, trees. I already know that's going to happen. So when those things come my way, I don't freak out when they push me down. I don't call ski patrol. I just get up and I cautiously move forward with optimism and a positive mental attitude. And as I continue to have some of these challenges, eventually I know I'll hit my goal. So that's how I approach everything. If I'm making a movie or a TV show or writing a book or doing an event, I already know that this is my dream and this is where I want to go. This stuff is just part of the process, but I won't let that keep me down. All right. So you're saying know what you're getting into ahead of time, plan for it. The kicks of the teeth, just know that they're coming. <laughs> and, well, I, I, you know, yeah, planning is such a interesting word. Truly, Kathy, in America, there's a uh, restaurant chain called uh, uh, Chick-fil-A. It's one of the biggest fast food places in the world, multi-gadillion-dollar brand. And I asked Truett Kathy one time, I said, how do I be a success story like you? And he said, stop planning so much. He goes, look, if I want to get to the end of the street and that's my goal and I'm on my sofa, I got to get off my backside, take action and move towards my goal. He goes, a planner is going to plan every step or they're going to pause and take a break. He goes, I look for opportunity. He goes, did a kid leave a skateboard or a bicycle out that I could borrow to make my journey short? If I get lucky, I'll wave down a neighbor driving by and hitch a ride to the end of the street. He said, either way, I'll get to my goal and destination. I'm just not so caught up in exactly how it has to happen. We call it dead reckoning in the infantry. So you don't know exactly where you're going. You just know that you're going there-ish. And you don't know what you're going to encounter between here and there. Uh, That's when you improvise, adapt, and overcome. One of the mantras of the military, for sure. Perseverance. Go. (laughs) I call it stickability, the power to persevere. And the way that you do that, I believe, is you surround yourself with people that are getting the results that you want and use them as a life force. Successful people seek counsel and failures listen to opinion. Opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, and experience, like maybe a family friend that's never done what you want to do. Counsel is based on wisdom, knowledge, and mentorship. And if you want to write a best-selling book, for example, like you mentioned in my you know, interview, I mean, my introduction, well, if I went to my family friends, they might talk me out of it because I'm dyslexic and I can't spell very good, and they've never written a best-selling book. But if I go to Mark Victor Hansen, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul and sold a billion copies, he's going to say, man, here's what you need to know and give you counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If we would spend our activity only seeking counsel and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day your life would change. And more importantly, that becomes the circle and the sphere of influence that you share your struggles with because they've already gone through it and can help take you from where you are to where you want to go. That is a challenge in our world in in this scope as well. There's uh, too many people, well, this is what I did and this is what, you know, well, did it work? <laughs> you know, are you where I want to be? And if the answer is no, then why are you sharing this right now? 
Well, okay, I, I'm going to flip that. Then why are you asking and why are you listening? Yeah. So it, it's the same thing. It's called the hand in the sand. Look, imagine grabbing a handful of sand. When people are giving you their input, they're not trying to mess you up. They're just giving you a viewpoint from their point of view. So instead of poo-poo and putting them down, what we do is we say, thank you very much. And if it works for you, keep it. If not, you let it slip to your fingers. But by saying, yeah, but what happens is that we put up a wall and it blocks us from accepting the good stuff. So if I'm going to start a new business and someone says, hey, dress up in a monkey outfit and throw, you know, rotten cheese at cars, thank you very much. That doesn't work for me. But they say, hey, do this. (laughs) And as you close your hand, that becomes your program. Well, that's how I raise my kid. That's how I go into relationships. That's how I start businesses. That's how I do these projects because I take some of the greatest counsel and ideas outside my own to create what works best for me. How is it that you're always good? Because nobody's always good. Abraham Lincoln had a great quote. I remember I was going through a uh, checkout at a grocery store and the cashier kept asking people, how you doing? How you doing? They didn't care. They're just doing their job. And people would say the same lines. I was just watching. It was like fair, fine, fair to middle and a double negative, not bad. Right. <laughs> and got to me and I go, I got to come up with the double positive. So she goes, how you doing? I go, always good. And she stopped and looked up and she goes, how can someone always be good? And says, well, Abraham Lincoln said it best. People are as happy as they make up their minds to be. That can be a challenge from day to day. Mm. I understand, especially when we're inflicted with some of the setbacks and the circumstances like you were talking about earlier. But I keep this right here all the time. It's PMA. And, you know, it's positive mental attitude. And nowhere in PMA, positive mental attitude, does it say you have to avoid reality. It doesn't say you have to avoid the challenges. What it says, though, you address them and deal with it to get rid of it. Most people hold on to that baggage so long, and that's what kicks their tail. It's not the yes, it's not the no, it's the maybe that just drives them nuts. So, for example, I believe that we should do the hardest thing first, and then the rest will be easy. And what does that mean? Well, if we have a tough conversation we've been putting off, we'll do that first. If we are working about doing our taxes or we're working about doing something that's difficult, just face it. Uh, You face it, you follow it, and you fix it. And those are the most successful people. What they do is they don't hide from the adversities. They go at them, you know, head on. Friend of mine, one of his mantras is don't quit before the miracle. It's uh, something that is a beacon of light. And you have your own beacon of light of the of the same ilk, the three feet from gold. Yeah, and that same quote has been written in about a gadillion of my books because that's my whole mantra as well. Never give up before the miracle happens, and you don't know if you're three feet from gold. And so the difference between giving up three feet from gold and not is something called the knowing. That doesn't mean the hope or the wish or the belief. That means when you know in your heart of hearts that you're onto something, never let another person or yourself talk you out of what you know to be true. When I wrote my first book, I was turned down by 268 publishers, printers, agents in a row. And the 269th one said, we'll do it. Change the title, beginning, middle, end. It sucked. And I didn't take it personally. I told you I'm dyslexic. Hey, I can't write. And so I got a ghostwriter who took my words and crafted them in a way that people would want to read. And it went on to become a global phenomenon. And just one quote from that book last year was shared 37 million times. Now, if I would have quit after 50 rejections or 100 or 212, it wouldn't have impacted the lives of millions of people. Again, just never let another person or yourself talk you out of what you know 
to be true. Which quote was shared? A dream written down, you know, what the date becomes a, plan, a goal, a goal broken down becomes a plan. A plan backed by action makes your dreams come true. It's everywhere. It's every bumper sticker, coffee mug. That was my quote from the millionaire mentor. And what's really cool, again, about that process is that so many people focus on something called if, when, then deals. And you should always have one of those in your back pocket. I call those the grand slams. Those are the ones that you're going for that this is, you know, if this works, we, we, we eat like kings. And that means if this happens and when this comes together and the stars align, then I can have this. If, when, then. Those never happen. They never come to be. But when they do, it's amazing. But the fact of the matter is so many people spend their daily life just focusing on if, when, then deals rather than hitting singles and doubles and making sure their foundation is strong while they're swinging for the fences once in a while. So I think it's very important to make sure that your foundation is strong as possible so we can be the greatest foundation of ourselves. Must be a bit of a challenge right now as an inspirational speaker because putting butts in chairs is a little bit tough because of that COVID. How are you managing through that? Well, we just postponed. You know, it wasn't really hard. We just didn't do anything. And so the whole concept in America is that we're opening up again right now. Uh, As you know, last night I got on the list for the vaccine. And I believe in September, late September, when we're doing our next secret knock, everything will be open and and back to normal. In fact, yesterday, we just signed a couple deals uh, with some alliance partners that, again, I I keep secret, but will be phenomenal and really bring us into, uh, you know, the, the next chapter of personal development. Speaking of secrets, knock, knock. When did secret knock, uh, when was that born? What was the impetus for putting that one together? That is so cool. Yeah, it's interesting. So for those of you who don't know me, first of all, don't feel bad because I'm not popular at home either. I'm just a regular guy in San Diego. I've been publishing over 110 books, 45 languages, just got a star on the walk of fame for writing books. And like I said, I'm probably the most least qualified guy to do what I do, but I work my strengths and I hire my weaknesses. And my job is I travel around the world to meet the most powerful and influential people. And then I tell their stories in books and film. And people kept saying, I want to meet your friends. So I, 15 years ago, I started a little thing in my living room where I invited some of these amazing people to meet my friends. And they said, do I need a ticket? I go, no, nah, just do a knock. I'll know it's you. And I go, bump, 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 as a joke, secret knock. Well, that went on to become a, kind of a phenomenon where Inc. Magazine, Forbes Magazine, Entrepreneur came out and did a report that we are the most number one you know, networking event in the world for business leaders because I don't bring in coaches and teachers and mentors. I just bring in the actual person who did what everyone else is talking about. So if you've got an invention, here's a guy who created the magnetic strip on the back of a credit card. If you've got a clothing line, here's the guy who did Ugg Boots, a multi-billion dollar brand. Imagine going having tacos with the guy who invented Pictionary if you got a board game rather than just talking to your family friends. Top three books that are your favorites that you didn't write. Well, you have to go. The Ultimate Gift by far to me is the greatest personal development book ever. It's by Jim Stovall. The Ultimate Gift is just incredible. I recommend every single person. For people, especially men going through trials and tribulation, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover uh, is, a, is a really, really great book. And everyone expects me to say, you know, think and grow rich. And I would say the third one would be, I'd say Well Done by Ken Blanchard, because it's such a great book 
where it's an anthology. I mean, it, it's a parable where you can read it and actually feel like you're learning something by reading a story and getting a lot of nuggets and takeaways. And I think I use that as the foundation to write all the books that I did uh, over these past few years. What's next for you, Greg? TV. So did uh, the speaking thing, did the book thing, did the events thing, did all these different things. Got a movie that's trending on Netflix right now called Wish Man. You can go watch it today. I haven't done television. So right now that's the big focus. I got two TV uh, reality shows in the works and the pipes and uh, working and getting those on a big network right now. I really got to congratulate you on Wishman. I uh, before it was on Netflix, I had to hunt it down wherever it was at at the time. But uh, darn it, I cried twice. <laughs> it was so good, and I've uh, been recommending that to anybody that'll listen. But thank you. Uh, it really is good, Greg. Uh, how did that come? Like, how did you fall into that? Because you, you you knew him, and uh, just just keeping the promise. And what was your role with Wishman? Yeah, so basically Frank Shankwitz, who passed away a month ago, he started a nonprofit called Make-A-Wish Foundation that grants wishes to terminally ill kids. And I asked him what his wish was. And he said, I just want my story to be told so my grandkids will know I did something. So he signed over his life rights, and it took six years. And you have no idea the trials and tribulations. But again, top of the ski mountain to the bottom, I didn't get caught up in all the minutiae. And by doing so, last uh, in 2019, when it came out, we made the final ballad for the actual Oscars. We didn't get a nomination, but we made the official ballad for the Oscars, Academy Awards. And now we're uh, trending worldwide on Netflix called Wishman. And the moral is that everyone can be a hero. You don't need to be a celebrity or a billionaire to make a positive impact in someone's life. You can give a pair of socks to a homeless person. You can stop a bully from fighting. Everyone can do something to have a ripple effect down the line. Greg, thank you for making the time today. Absolutely. We're brothers, man. Anytime you need me for anything, just reach out. 100%. Well, you know what? Uh, You always have been accessible, and I do appreciate that. You're listening to Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. everybody thanks for tuning in now i've got a favor to ask you and i know everybody asks for the same favor but it's really really important if you can help do your little bit by going to apple podcasts leaving a rating and a comment that would be awesome also on your favorite podcast platform whether that be spotify anchor google podcasts or whatever floats your boat and blows your hair back please click follow. And if there's an option there for rating, please do so. And this is why. Every time you click like, leave a rating, leave a comment, what happens is that it makes it easier for other people to find this podcast. The help that you can't find doesn't help at all. So help other people find this so that they can help themselves. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, share, share like the sugar bear because sharing is caring.